This week, we're going to be addressing a story that was submitted by you through our website regarding interracial marriage, religion, drama pertaining to relationships and image, and the gender roles within the Asian culture. Before we dive into any of that, we're also going to have a little fun chat on how to successfully navigate a holiday season as a couple. Let's get into it, Half Past Crew. Ah, welcome to Half Past Job. Guys, we're back at it with another episode. We are back, baby. You cannot stop us. No, you Not cannot. that anyone's trying to, but here we are. We're your hosts. <laughs> My name is Saketu. My name is Hallie. And we're a married interracial couple. I'm Indian. Hallie's white. Super white. If you're not watching the episode, you on can YouTube tell or if you watch what our skin color is. We release new podcast episodes every Monday at 7 a.m. If you're new, make sure you subscribe, turn your post notifications on because if you don't, we're going to come find you. Yeah, and we're not going to be happy yeah, with you. I'll just definitely leave not. it at that. If you're watching on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure you subscribe and follow us on there. Give us five stars because that really helps. Um, and if you're watching on YouTube, like the video right now. You got to like it. Okay? All right. This whole episode is based off a story submission, so we hope you relate to it. So settle in, get cozy, and grab your cha. Look at our cute little mugs before we get like all serious Look and everything. Okay, everyone. First off, we're matching. Let's just address the elephant in the room right now. We both, I got these sweatshirts for us like 2019. Hey, buddy. Hope you find your dad. It says bye, buddy, actually. Maybe oh, sorry. Should. Bye, buddy. Whatever. Yeah. Um, from the movie Elf. Great movie. Great Christmas movie. We are going through our list of Christmas movies. We are having a jolly old time, having the hot chocolate, having the tea, having the everything. We are dressing cute and cozy. And with that, we got our cute little matching sweatshirts. I love Christmas time because it's Hallie's birth month, everybody. We get to celebrate Hallie. Ooh. We get to have a little bit of fun. Ooh. We're going to be going through all of our personal updates at the very end. So if you're interested Stick around till the end where we kind of share some of the things that are going on in our lives. But we want to get right into it this episode. Okay? <laughs> like we said, we were going to start off with, you know, some little tips and tricks we've learned throughout all of the holiday seasons that we've spent together as a couple. It's difficult living with your partner and having to split your holidays oh with family. It is, uh, it, it is, it's very difficult, especially if you have a big family. Um, I've seen couples who have to go to two, three, four, five, six oh Christmases, Thanksgivings, all kinds of things. I mean, it's just crazy. Me and Hallie are blessed with some of the best situation like you could possibly be in. Absolutely. No. And the holiday season is already hard enough in so many other ways. So, you know, if you can simplify in any way, I mean, like, yeah, just like you were saying, we are so fortunate. First off, our family lives in like the general vicinity of each other. So that makes it easier already. So like say we do have different events during the same day, like we're able to semi easily go to them. And we realize that's not the case for everybody because we know so many people who and this would be so hard to that they're, you know, like states the wife. Apart. Yeah, states apart, like either, you know, like the wife or like whoever in the real relationships like, oh, yeah, well, like my family's. 40 minutes away and then some the other person's like oh well my family's like states away hours away plane ride away you know that would be so hard and we're so fortunate number one to have our families close together so that's just i mean that's huge for us but not everybody has that same situation and we realize yeah that. but even on top of that like our families are close to each other but on top of that hallie's family only does lunches 
They don't. <laughs> That's do definitely dinners. a white people thing. Yeah. And so my family does dinners like at nine o'clock at night. So even if we did dinner at Hallie's house, it would be fine because then we just have another dinner like two hours later. But um, it hasn't always been this way. Like we've had, we've run into complications of things going on at the same time, and we're like, oh my gosh, how do we balance this? Yeah, it, it is difficult. How how do you handle it, Hallie? Well, I would say number one, just overall in your relationship be open and be willing to communicate with your partner what your plans are like make sure that you kind of have an understanding of what's going on so that you guys can really kind of come to a sound conclusion of like okay we're going to be splitting this time here we're going to go here first then we're going to go here first because this is what time this starts and this one is like earlier in the day so we're going to go to that but even if they overlap okay we're going to spend this many hours here and then we're going to go to the next one at the end of the day prioritize yourself and not the people (laughs) that are um, yelling in your ear to come over. Okay. You and your significant other need to talk about it together. You make a decision together. Don't let anybody else make that decision for you. Yeah. That's been the biggest thing I think I've had to realize just in general, as we've gotten older and become our own people and we're now a married couple on our own schedule as well, is that we do need to constantly be in each other's corner. And again, like you said, prioritize, prioritize ourselves and be able to make that work with us. And, you know, like if something's too much, like, you know what? No, like we can't come for that longer. Like we can't come if it's too difficult. Like you guys need to be able to put yourselves first and recognize that. And so with that as well, you also need to be willing to compromise because I know that there are many situations. I keep hitting this mic. Maybe I'm too close to it, but I'm also a quiet talker. <laughs> Just hit it again. Ah! You guys need to be able to compromise because, yeah. and, and that goes, I mean, really for like anything. You need to be able to compromise in your relationship. But let's say, you know, you have one thing you really want to go to. I mean, and this doesn't have to be like family get togethers as well. It can be like friend parties or like going out adventures or whatever. You guys need to be like, okay, I'm wanting to do this. Like, babe, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't call you babe, but babe, do you want to come do this with me? And like, say you don't want to. Yeah, maybe like sacrifice a little bit of that time and like we're going to go do it together. But then I'm also going to be like, okay, well, he did this for me. I'm going to remember that and then I'll do something sweet for him like he wants to do, like maybe do something. Yeah, it's not always easy to do that. Um, And if that doesn't work out, the best you can do is kind of switch back and forth every year, Um, especially when you have family living outside of the state. So like having, if you have some family that's like closer then you're going to do that family one year and then some family further then you do that family. So, um, but that can get expensive as well. It can, but that's why you need to trade off every year. Exactly. And, and, um, I guess that the expensiveness can, can bring you into the gift section. Well, yeah. So with that, I mean, okay, let me just say normally in past Christmases, we try not, not we like try and go all out. We don't try and go all out. But like we try and do something really special for each other and like buy each other things. But this past year, we have gifted each other and ourselves in our relationships so many things. I mean, I could like go down the line of like things that we've gotten each other or and oh my gosh, like it's crazy. So, you know, there are going to be years where it's it's like that and where you spend a lot of money and we've just come to the realization that we're we don't need to buy each other things we're old enough now or we don't need to buy each other things that are going to show our love for each other christmas in general the holiday season is about spending time together anyway so 
I don't know that we decided not to do gifts. And then my family also really decided not to do gifts. And I'm going to be honest. It's a beautiful thing because I have not had time this year to think about anything gift related. We've already been busy enough as it is. We've yeah. been stressed out. That is the last thing that has been on my mind. And thank God I do not have to buy anything for everybody. When I first came into Hallie's family, there was <laughs> gifts to my like shoulders like that was, there were so many gifts under the tree that it it flooded the entire living room okay and this happened for like a few years and i was just like i i cannot believe this this is nuts i just had never experienced anything like that because when i in christmas for me we didn't do gifts we did black friday that was our christmas okay we got things that we wanted on black friday and we got to play with them on black friday that was it no other presents for the rest of the year. And I was okay with that. That's not a big deal. I, I thought that was that was amazing. Um, and then when I saw Hallie's family do what they do, I freaked out a lot. I'm going to be honest. I think a lot of it stemmed though because my birthday is Christmas Eve. And so it's like I would get, I mean, for my parents, not everybody's like this, but like my parents would get me birthday gifts and then they'd get me Christmas gifts. And then everybody else would give me birthday gifts and Christmas gifts. And so I just got used to to that happening That's, i mean i know how crazy it sounds i'm aware but think about it you normally have your birthdays in august my birthday's the day before christmas when we celebrate christmas yeah so it, it, i get it that, that that can get crazy so two a birthday and christmas presents all in one majorly chaotic but you know that's kind of cool too right that's yeah. kind of cool that you get to do double the presents at one time it's like a dopamine yeah. hit yeah, but I don't know. It's kind of weird because you don't really feel like you're celebrating your birthday in a weird way. I mean, I know I know tons of people who are like December 23rd baby, December 24th, 25th, 26th, like New Year's, New Year's Eve, like holiday babies. And Christ they all feel the same way. Christmas is not about gift giving. Okay? It's not. And you realize that when you get older, it's about spending time with the ones you love. And literally, I've told you every day since we decided not to do gifts, I'm so happy that we're doing this. All I want is time with you. I'd rather us go out to a nice dinner go do something that we can actually enjoy and something that I'll remember. I'm not going to remember a gift in 10, 15, 20 years. Christmas has turned into something that's supposed to be like family time. And, and now it's kind of turned into more of like, if you don't get a gift, you don't really care about me. I'm like, that's a scam. I think, I think it's a scam. I think the whole gift giving thing is just a ploy to get people to spend a lot of money during the holiday when everything is jacked up in price oh my gosh well this year especially it's like we don't we really don't want to buy anything anyways because it is so expensive and you should like i've been watching the news everybody i saw the stats on how much money people have spent on amazon and i'm like how are people doing this i don't get it, it doesn't make any sense wait what was that thing um it was on twitter but it was um since home alone in the oh, grocery prices yeah. then how they is it like 286 percent they've skyrocketed maybe so, that's a crazy number um when home alone was filmed which was like 1997 or something like that and uh he goes to the grocery store and buys some you know like toothpaste and a few other things and like milk and all that and it came out to like 19 or 22 dollars and now that same bill would have been 78 dollars and that's disgusting um that's just crazy it is so the last tip that we have is even though things get chaotic and messy, still try to make time for yourself and your significant. I like how I'm like yourself <laughs> still try and make time for yourself because it can get so chaotic and so messy in so many ways. And, you know, it, 
closing out a year is hard beginning a new year is hard all of this stuff just gets bundled up into one big ball of stress for a lot of people myself included and so it's really important this time of year to reflect on everything amazing that you've done this year that you've accomplished to be able to recognize that to be able to spread positivity in the world and then also take time for yourself and we're taking time for each other and doing things that we enjoy even though there's so much going on with work with our personal lives with family things right now it's just so chaotic this time of year it's like thanksgiving happens boom chaos for the rest of the year yeah and so make sure overall that you're just taking time for yourselves for your partner your family just take time for you take care of yourself and this is like the one time of year that you get a break from work yeah. so on top of that you need that time downtime to be able to recoup because january is coming up fast and that's not fun well yeah and january just kick starts off the year crazy especially for you and those in full-time jobs it's like everything that i swear i'm working on is starting in january like the second i come back and it's already chaotic enough just you know trying to process everything that happened in 2023 and then going into the start of a new year with so many other uncertain things happening. And then on top of that, all this work that I'm going to be slammed with and then all the things, I mean, I love our podcast, but it is a lot of work and just so many other things. And then you also get pressured too to like have plans during the holiday season. Cause it's like, Oh, if you're not doing Christmas things, like you're not celebrating the holidays. Yeah. So, so there's that too. It's it, like never ending. It can get pretty crazy. So Take some time, relax a little bit. Hope you guys have a very Merry Christmas. Our next episode is actually going to come out on Christmas. So that's going to be a fun little, it's not going to be as long as normal, guys. I'm sorry, but it is going to be fun. It is going to be uh, something that you should definitely look forward to. We did just want to put something out there too, because, you know, maybe you don't have plans on Christmas. Maybe you don't celebrate Christmas. Whatever it is, we got you. We're going to have a good time. It'll be great. All right, now we're going to go into a very amazing long question that Hallie has broken up. There's four questions that are involved that are totaling the four big questions. There's a lot to it on top of that, but uh, Hallie's done a great job of splitting it up so we can tackle it one by one. Yeah, so there was this was a question that was submitted on our website by one of you. So thank you very much for submitting this question. I think this is going to be really relevant to a lot of people and especially us as an interracial couple. Um, I was reading through it and we were kind of talking about it a little bit and there's just so much here that I mean some some things we have addressed yes but then and we can revisit gladly we're happy to um, and talk about them a little bit more in detail but then there are others some other things here that we were like oh my gosh never even really thought about that yeah. like we need to talk about that 100 percent. Right. with that let me get started Firstly, got to say that my wife and I love your podcast and your story. Very relatable and fantastic content. We've been following you guys since a viral TikTok, which I would be curious to know which one that was. And my wife and I are always rooting for you. Weirdly, we have a lot in common. Awesome. We're an interracial couple, so we do have a lot in common. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to share a few things that lead me to some questions. I'm a Bengali Muslim. My family came to America when I was eight months old and I've been raised here. My wife grew up in a smaller country town in the outskirts of Austin, Texas. Her and her family are what my friends endearingly say, oh, they white, white. <laughs> but it's possibly in Texas, yes. <laughs> um, my wife decided to convert on her own volition two years before I proposed, but I'm not going to sugarcoat the fact that her decision to do so definitely helped when bringing her up to my parents. My immediate family, mom, dad, and older sister by eight years were not stoked as you can imagine, but mostly they were hesitant based on the stupid Desi Southeast Asian stigma of what would people say. 
My parents had to, at the time, and still have to endure criticism and talk behind their back and sometimes even to their face. Question, Suketu. How much of a factor was this in your parents and family being accepting of Hallie? Or how much of this thought slash guilt slash fear was the reason that you broke up with Hallie? It was all of it, right? Um, I was scared of my parents. Uh, at the time, it was not something that was top of mind for them. Um, I was in high school, college, right? Um, and their main focus was education, which I understand. You know, they came to this country to give their kids an education so they could succeed and be successful in whatever they want to do. And so when I came up, when I, when I came to the fact that, okay, I got to tell my parents about Hallie, I was scared because what if they, first of all, say, no, you can't do that. And then, um, that's the end of the story. Uh, what if they kind of, um, have something worse that could like, that, that could hurt me in a way, like in, in emotionally, like they don't want to talk to me, kind of like disown me. Like that's, that was the biggest fear I, I would say. Um, but it, it, it was, it was those things of what will people say that I knew would be the factor that would be huge. Right. And like, even when I brought Hallie to Gerba for the first time and this now it's different. Like now we went to Gerba and, um, there's plenty of, uh, American people and, uh, all kinds of cultures that, that other Indian people are bringing into, um, that tradition. And so, it's not, it's not out of the ordinary anymore. No one stares at you. No one stared at Hallie. It's just normal now. But back when I brought Hallie to Gerba for the first time, um, this is before I told my parents that we were dating. Yeah, it was about a year before. And so everybody was looking at us. Um, there were people coming up to my parents like, what is this? Like, how is that? how does that make any sense? Like, are you guys okay with this? And then, you know, that's going to come back to me when we get home. Like, Hey, they were telling us this and that. And I'm just like, Oh man, like this is stressful. And that, that was a big reason. I was like, okay, well, if this is not going to work, if this is my parents aren't going to accept this ever, I don't want them to be mad at me. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess the easiest solution here is to break up. So when inevitably you did hear something like people would come back to you or even if your parents were like so what's this about like why did you bring her tonight like what was your response to that during that time when they hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I didn't know. So I think after a certain point, they knew, right? I think they did. (laughs) I mean, I was always there. (laughs) And they were actually kind of way better receptive than I would have expected. Like they didn't, they're not the kind of people to kind of, you know, them. like they're not like going to bring up like hard hitting topics. Like they're not going to be like, Hey, why would you, I don't know how to explain it fully, but like they kind of like just said, Hey, like 
this this is what was said and that was the end of the story like they didn't they didn't do much right mm -hmm. and so um it wasn't too bad on my end but it was still like it was still there in the back of my head and and it, and it hurt a lot because i'm just like I love this person, but I'm not allowed to love this person because no one accepts this person in my vicinity, right? But like, come on, who? Wh why does that matter? So well, but I mean, you say why does it matter? But if theoretically, in any situation, if you're not getting support from the people that are closest to you, how comfortable are you going to feel voicing your opinion on things? What's going on in your life? I mean, I just I personally. I, I don't think I could do that. Yeah. That would take a lot of willpower and strength to be able to come forward with something that you're like, wow, the people around me definitely aren't going to support me in what I have to say right now. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was definitely hard. And like, I, I still remember when, when I brought you to Gerba, um, I, we, but okay, wait, first off, I think I came to your, did I come to your house or no, 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 no. You came to my house and you yes. brought me one of your mom's dresses. Yes, I did. I did and that. And she like was so cool with me wearing it, which was amazing. And she didn't even, I mean, we didn't really know each other that well. Yeah. I, how yeah. did that go? What, like, I mean, I was just, how did you ask for a dress? I just said, Hey, I have a friend who wants to come to Gerba and she needs a dress. And my mom was like, yeah, I, I have one. And she kept asking, who is it? Who is it? Who is it? She knew who it was. She knew, <laughs> she knew who it was. And so, um, it was, it was funny, but the way that I always did things is I brought, I always brought an extra person. So at the time it was, I had a friend, Austin. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so he was also white and I was like, you know, they're just coming, they're friends. They just want to see what Garba is. And that's kind of how I played it off. Right. Um, it was really fun. It was funny, but, uh, it was also a little bit serious because everyone, everyone was staring at me. Um, at that time there were no other white people in Garba. <laughs> there was I think there was like one other. <laughs> but they but I think it was somebody who was like really good at the dancing. Yeah. And me walking in there the first time, obviously I had no idea what to expect. And now you're an expert. Well, I wouldn't say that. I have a lot to learn, but I've learned so much since yeah. the first time that I came there in 2017. Yeah. Which is sure. crazy. So I wanted to point out this is an interesting comment that was part of the story and i want to know what your opinion is on this so this person's wife decided to convert um two years before he proposed um mm -hmm. and it definitely helped a little bit at least sugarcoat the fact because he'd proposed i assume she converted two years prior and then he told his parents like look i'm gonna get married to a, a white woman yeah so i do find it a little bit like see whenever you bring in a different race right into the asian culture it's just like a little bit like not normal <laughs> it is not normal it's not a little bit not normal. it is not normal and so um my knowledge was like oh if they're like the same religion then why would it matter right like you know you got the same culture of, like, the only thing that's different is your skin color like, your skin color doesn't matter but i think it's the deep-rooted like your culture and your family. That's what everybody cares about. In the Asian community, the biggest thing is you're not really married. You are marrying the other person, but you're also marrying into their family. And um, a lot of parents want good parents as their in-laws. That's something that I've always seen that I didn't realize 
uh, until the marriage process started between me and Hallie. And so I think that's where this comes from, where it's like my mom, dad, older sister were not stoked. Like they weren't stoked mostly because probably the fact that she was white and she wasn't culturally the same as them. And most likely her family is not culturally the same as them. So it just causes a little bit of stigma behind that. Right. So then my question to you would be if say if I converted to Hinduism, would that have been a different story despite my skin color? If you'd have said this is the woman that I want to be with, she's Hindu and but she's white. I think at the end of the day, I don't think that mattered as much as I thought it mattered. I thought I really did think that that mattered uh, at first. I was like, okay, um, I think the religion thing is going to be the big if factor. Like, um, it's that's the one thing that's going to hurt us the most. But I, th- I don't think that that is as big an issue as people make it out to be. Um, just because even within like my own family, there are so many parts of Hinduism that that just that just like that it's a part of life, right? And if you're living life with me and with my family, you kind of get to experience those things. And it's not like you're, you are, you're not Hindu, but like you still accept it. You still have that, uh, desire to learn more about it. And I think that's what matters more than the conversion part of it. I mean, I think it's, it's a really hard topic to talk about, but I, 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 that's the one thing that I didn't have any issues with, uh, when it come, came to like, family like telling my family like that that was the one topic that never came up i don't think it was an issue for my parents i think it was just one of those things like as long as they're accepting as long as they have um the ability to learn more about it and also um no judgment behind it then there is no issue Mm -hmm. i agree so i'm going to move on to the next part i'm very fortunate for my parents and sister because they really are different To elaborate, when relatives or family friends all question my parents and their approval of the white girl I brought home, my parents flipped the question on them with, you're asking, how could I allow my son to bring home a white girl? But have you once asked, how is this white girl's family going to accept my Bengali Muslim son? How is this white girl's family going to react when she says she's converted to Islam? What if they're thinking that in today's society, back in 2016, what it would look like to have their blonde white blonde white daughter with a Muslim man. Have you ever once thought of that? No, you selfishly only think about our side, but there's a lot more to this. I remember being brought to tears when I heard my mom tell my dad's oldest sister that on the phone. Question number two. So, K2, did you ever bring this up to your family, how the families interact with each other regarding issues such as this drama within the families? Um, so... There was issues, obviously, outside of our immediate family. Um, and it was it, it was nice to have my parents defend me and Hallie. It was nice. It, it wasn't I thought it actually brought us closer together. Um, and I after after that conversation that my parents had with others, I think it was. I think they really got into their head like, you know, like why is, why are they making a big deal and how does this affect them at the end of the day? Well, yeah, especially if it's not like your immediate family. It's like these outside people have opinions. 
it, it and it's just like yeah it, they my parents did a really good job of like calming people down being like hey Hallie's here to stay and she's an amazing person and so um it was it was nice I love I I enjoyed that process to be honest I I get it sucks to have like other people kind of saying hey this is not right or this is not this is not normal but then like having your own family kind of be on your side is the best feeling ever and that's the whole point good point going back to like you know why I was afraid to tell them was I wanted their support I wanted to make sure that they were happy and so um yeah that's that's all I got to say about that but going back to the story behind it you know um the fact that that his his mom um like being brought to tears to like tell her story and and why her son is making this decision i think is is honestly very telling of how much they love their son well yeah and i think that's a huge takeaway here because it's like yes initially maybe when you tell your parents and family that you know, I'm wanting to date or marry outside of my culture. Yes, there might be some hard feelings there for a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think in most cases, it's fair to say that there are just because of all that we've talked about prior to this. But um, I think the deeper message there is, you know, it's coming from a place of love. And especially what you just talked about, um, your family, it sounds like, would go to the ends of the earth to defend you, um, to people who you know don't agree with what you're doing or have something to say about it people are always going to have something to say and just in general know that if your family is defending you to those people then it's coming from a place of love they love you they're they support you they're here for you um and it's just it's really hard to block out that noise especially when you think it's somebody close to you and they have something so interesting or negative to say yeah. about the life choices that you're choosing to make when you clearly have support behind you. But some people just like to cloud that and make it negative anyways, which is unfortunate. So then there's a question for me, Hallie, was this ever a point of contention for you guys? And how did you handle this? I would say it wasn't really for me, but it was for you because I could see that, you know, like you heard about what people were saying about you. Yeah. And that was very hard for me to see for you. Yeah, it, it it wasn't. Yeah, we talked about it for like a a like a second. Literally, it was yeah. not a point of space that was being taken up in our brain. Okay, you it, it takes a really strong person to do it, but you really have to think like if these people are so pressed about what is happening in your life, just think about what is happening in their life, right? Um, hurt people, hurt people. Exactly. Hurt people, hurt people. So just remember that you need to live your best life. Don't let this kind of stuff like affect you. It's not, it's not something that you should take to heart ever. I mean, if they're feeling this way, let them feel that way. They'll get over it. They'll start living their life again and stop worrying about somebody else's life. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the story for that one. Because at the end of the day, you just need to focus on yourself and block out all that other noise. And I personally don't understand toxicity behind some people and drama that needs to be caused because to me, it's all just pointless at the end of the day. And the only thing that's going to make me happy is being content in my own relationship. And so, you know, just 
block out the noise. Um, like I said, this wasn't really ever an argument between us or point of contention or struggle that we had. I mean, it was really just seeing that through your eyes and hearing about it. And I didn't really have to deal with it because um, people weren't really saying it to me. It yeah. was more your, your family having to deal with it, which was really tough. And I really appreciate being stood up for and, you know, it comes from a place of love and we're all a big, happy family. 100%. Now my wife and I have been happily married for over six years and been together for 10. Congratulations. Although my family still thinks we only dated for like six months prior to getting engaged. Ha ha. <laughs> don't let them watch that. <laughs> Maybe don't show them this episode. <laughs> my family loves her and her family loves me. Granted, not all of her extended family and my, not all of my extended family are 100% as accepting as our immediate families, but we hardly see those folks, so whatever. That's unfortunate, but that is how it's going to be, unfortunately, in most cases. In the last six years, the only things that my wife and I have butt heads on are things, for example, that are some cultural nuances that she has a tough time accepting. As an example, the constant family obligations such as the dinner parties or the weddings on Christmas because Muslims don't celebrate Christmas, a lot of weddings are on that date, or the weird dynamics of parents, friends, like how the men don't really interact with women or the segregation during dinner invites at families or family friends' homes. It's very archaic to me and it's things that don't compute with her. Question number three. Hallie, how do you or how are you at handling these situations with family obligations, constant dinners, Women being more so in the kitchen and serving the men. Um, not going to lie. This was something that I was not used to. Um, there are, let me start first with um, family obligations. Number one, your family is much larger than mine. So it's fair to say that you guys are going to have a lot more events yeah. than mine. Um, I personally was used to just getting together mainly on holidays uh we've got my mom's side we've got my dad's side you know like thanksgiving christmas easter all the other ones whatever um maybe rarely like a summer cookout kind of thing fourth of july you know swim party whatever um so i was used number one with the amount of times we get together. I'm mainly just used to getting together on holidays. I would see my immediate family more so like my parents, my brother, um, my grandparents, you know, but then like extended family don't see them as often and would mainly see them on holidays. So frequency number one would just be, you know, major holidays uh, for the extended family, intermediate family more so. So that was a big uh, learning curve for me is you guys get together so much or, How we you do. know, oh, I had no idea. Um, and it was kind of weird for me at first because I didn't understand, like, we, just in general in my family, like, a, a lot of people don't always show up to things. And so I just thought that was, you know, normal. But I will say, um, we go to, like, everything in your family. Yeah. And it can get it can get kind of a lot. But even, like, my family, I think they're getting better at saying no to certain things like not everybody will show up every time like if they have work the next day they're going to be like hey i have work the next day we got to get up early we're not going to come tonight um and that's okay i i don't like when people are like if if you are obligated like you have to come i hate that you're not going to want to come like that is just not 
a thing. And your parents are always going to say that. And that's okay. You got to deal with that. Okay. Your parents <laughs> will always say, you got to come to this event. Okay. They are, they love you. They want you to interact with the rest of the family and that's okay. But when you're like forced in certain situations by others, it's just kind of like, ugh, you know, like, ah, I don't really want to go anymore. But uh, it is tough, especially if you're an outsider. Um, and I know she's probably like, oh my God, come on. It's another Friday. Um, like, why do we have to get together? But it's, just, I think it's a cultural thing of like, Hey, you know, family is meant to be together. And in traditionally family lives together. Right. And in America, that doesn't happen often. Like usually like you move out, you got buy your own home. Like all my sisters have their own homes. Um, and it's hard, it, it's hard to get together sometimes. And so having these family obligations, um, just helps just to get everybody together in one spot, talk about life, talk about everything going on, uh, having the kids meet up, having, making sure that they, uh, all stay connected as cousins. Right. And so, um, it is tough. You don't have to go to all of them. I don't make that an obligation, but, um, there is a, like a reason behind it. I think that's what makes a lot of Asian families such a family unit. Well, yeah, and I will say <clears throat> I really do value the family values of the Asian culture because that's not something that it typically holds very strong in American culture, at least not with some people. I mean, I know with certain people it varies, but, you know, in general, divorce rate is higher in American families. Um, it's just there are a lot of broken families out there. And I will say I value very much the family values within Asian culture, Indian culture, because you guys are there for everything. Dude. Like I had no idea that that was a thing because my family is so small and like some people have issues with each other. Like they don't want to get together. Like forget that. Like you guys, even if like for whatever reason, if you had issues or something, you're still there. And that's if, amazing. If I told any one of my sisters that we're having dinner tonight, like two days before, one day before they will be here. And they'll be like, what can I help with? Exactly. That and doesn't so like happen in other cultures. It is different and it can be hard, but it's also a great thing. Yeah, no, for sure. Like I remember specifically back earlier this year when I was in the hospital, like I just expected you to take me, but like your sister and her husband showed up and they were there with me while I was just in the hospital bed. Like that's yeah. so touching that, the fact that, you know, they wanted to be there and like one of your other sisters brought you breakfast because I was laying on the couch dying and she was like here to take care of you. And that family aspect within the culture is amazing. And I that's probably been my favorite, if not one of my favorite things, um, marrying into your family. Yeah, it is nice. It, 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 the family unit is great. But, you know, it can come with some cultural differences, such as women being in the kitchen. That was really something I had to get used to when I started coming to family dinners. I mean, like, I get it. You know, I'm a woman. I think I cook a lot better. Well, I know. Not I think. I can cook way better than this man that's right here. facts. Literally. Like, I do not know how to cook anything. And that's why my sister had to bring me food. Because I would have died or starved to death. Yes, because if he doesn't get food right served to him in front of him, he won't eat. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. That's a separate episode. But um, that was definitely something i was not used to seeing i can honestly say i think the hardest part for a lot of people who come into like even like when your parents come over they think the weirdest part um is how the feeding structure works oh my gosh okay. so like 
I want women, to provide some examples, but after, go ahead. The women make the food and the kids always eat first. The kids are the which ones. Which we get included in the kids, which I love. So I'm not complaining. <laughs> I will be a kid for the rest of my life. I don't care if I'm 30, 35, 30, 40. I don't care. I'm a kid. And so the kids always get served first. Uh, and then it's the guys? It's or the guys. The, oh, or, it's or the, the guys. older. The older men. Or do they go next? It's re- it's mainly just like the men all grouped together from no, what no, I've no, observed. The men are very, like they're right before the people who made the food. Okay. So so it's the older guys. So it's it's the kids. It's the older guys. So like the grandpas and all of them, they eat. And then it's the younger women. And then it's the men. Or those two flip-flops sometimes. And then at the very end are the women who made the food. Well, and like the thing is, it almost has to be split up into groups because family dinners are like so big. They're so big. But, you know, I think I think that could switch. Like your family get-togethers can get up to like 10 sometimes, <laughs> 10 people sometimes. <laughs> if we're getting crazy, yeah. You guys are getting crazy. But like, you know, you guys have all the food out. Everybody go gets their food. They all eat together. It's such a different dynamic when... That is happening versus, okay, you sit down at the table and the women are serving you food. It's just a little bit like, that's that's the tradition. That's okay. That's the tradition. But like it, it for someone who's an outsider, it is, it, it, My God. It, it's weird. Yeah. No, like it totally was weird to me because just like you said, like our family dinners are like you serve, like the food is made in the kitchen. You grab it and you serve yourself. And like, yeah, that's very much something that i've gotten used to just because that's been my whole life and so the first family like large family dinner that that i came to of yours first off sometimes appetizers are served first and i'm like how do i even know how to like how much to eat because what's the food coming out what is it how much do i eat we eat a lot of food okay the (laughs) appetizers oriented the appetizers can be the full meal oh yeah no 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 we got more coming yeah don't you dare fill yourself up on the appetizers i've learned that lesson many times but what i will say is just like you're saying yeah like if we're if my family's getting crazy and we've got like 10 people there it's all serve yourself and we sit at like one big table or some people you know like sit in the kitchen and you know like i've never been served my food until i went to one of your family dinners but you also got to think about it like your family doesn't have small children that's tr- well, that, i mean yeah that's true almost but- impossible to have the kids a part of that but i will say even when i was a smaller child like that's still how our dinners went that's that's true but like here i feel like there's just in in my family at least maybe not in everyone else's family but we have so many kids yeah and they're ranging all the way from like very little to you know like almost to high school right and so you have this thing where the parents can't eat until the kids have eaten, right? So the kids eat and then those kids go out and play while somebody watches over them and then everybody else eats. So there's only one person that has to watch them, right? And make sure they're not eating Legos or anything like that. Mm, and um, <laughs> and I think that's that's where it starts of like, okay, we got to split up who eats when and um, also like who can eat the, who can't eat, sit down and eat versus who can sit at the table. It's just, I think people are confused. I have like 40 people. We have like 40 people that come to our get togethers. Like that's a lot. That's a lot of people. Yeah. And so, so, okay. Then my question is, oh, well, I guess not my question. I have an example actually. So 
the first time that the Martin family or my parents came to a family dinner of mine. Yes, it was wild to watch because I can only imagine that that's probably exactly what I looked like. Just like, what is going on? Oh my gosh, there are so many people. There are kids. One of them swallowed a Lego. Like, <laughs> oh my God, one of them stepped on a Lego. One of them threw a Lego. Okay, like we can stop with the Legos. But anyways, you get the point. It's like, there is so much going on. And because just like, and I'm not saying this is every American family, but like, we're just very like shy people. Shy, shy, um, not introverted. We can talk, but just quite quiet. I and think so that's just her family, to be honest. Yeah, see, I've, yeah, that's what I've I'm seen families who are very loud and yes, um, very much so like ours in a way. But, you know, it, it's, it's still not the same um, structure of women cooking. And it's, yeah, it's just yeah. different. Sometimes. So, again, like I said, um, that was all very new. And it was very interesting to see my parents coming in as well because they were also like oh my gosh like why are the men just chilling and like the women are in the kitchen working their butts off like sweating and preparing and working hard for the food and everything and like the guys are just being guys like they're just bros my dad loves it he still talks to me all the time about it he's like oh my god i love going in i just talk <laughs> with the guys we just have a good time i tell some jokes they all laugh we have a great time i get to know them and my mom is like, well, because like she doesn't help with the cooking. She like truly, it, that would be very hard because they're they you know like the women in the I family got a cycle going once and like it's so chaotic in the kitchen that everybody <laughs> kind of just like, like yeah no you're good you can sit. <laughs> well, and I'm gonna be honest, that's where I struggle too because, and this could be a thing you know for interracial couples out there, if you're going into a relationship like this and um, you know like I. I struggle sometimes because it's like, do I offer to help? I don't know how to help. What can I do? And then I am just with you because I'm like, what do I do? I don't I don't know. I, I feel just not awkward but or uncomfortable, but like I feel guilty in the way that I do want to help, but yeah. I don't know how to and I don't know how to break into can, that still. And especially it's like, I don't know how to cook the food they're cooking. So yeah. I don't want to, I just don't want to throw anything off. And I just feel kind of, I just feel embarrassed. I think that's just a me problem. But. It's difficult. Overall, I think it's one of those things where you kind of have to address the situation it, with your own significant other. I, it's not, I don't think it's going to change. Okay. I, I, I think I know, it could change. I know it's the, somebody said, um, uh, sorry, the, the question itself said, uh, the dynamics of, um, how men don't interact with the women and segregation and all that. It's well, it is very separated, and is, I think it could change in the sense that we can all just help each other out, right? Like it, it doesn't have to be the women preparing the food, and sometimes it's not. I will say I give the men in your family credit; like they do things. Oh yeah, but for yeah. the most part, like if it's a home cooked meal, it's like the women whipping up things in the yeah. kitchen. And I want to point out as well, how do you think that this has translated into your current life and how you expect to be served? Mm -hmm. By your woman. Listen. Because I'm not a fan of it. Listen. It's just sometimes I get used to the whole, I've gotten used to it, okay? He I've, has. <laughs> and that's an issue. <laughs> Listen, Hallie's pretty awesome. I can sit at this table and all of a sudden food appears magically. Yeah, it's magic. It's, it's amazing. It is amazing, yeah. Uh, but no. I'm very grateful for you. Thank you, Hallie, for doing that for And me. I think it's funny because, you know, I dished all of your sisters about this and I'm like, yep, like he just expects it to be served to him. And they're like, yep, but, I know. 
but it is like my family thing. Like all of my, all the other like guys in my family, like my brother and all of them, they cook. They know how to make things. Oh yeah. And so, what's your deal? I don't know. I gotta, I gotta catch up to speed. Me and my dad are like a hundred percent the same. Oh my god, like you literally so are. Like every time I witness you guys interact, and the way that I watch your mom, yeah mommy your dad in some ways i'm like oh my god yeah. this is me this is uh, you you've turned into oh gosh no uh, yep yeah think about that yeah. let that sink in just a little okay. bit no but like really and it really has and i think whether it be in you know family events or like our relationship like we can split that yeah we can work on that together so mm-hmm. i expect you to learn how to cook hey, because i think it is archaic and i think that we can figure it out figure it out a new way but i do all the cleaning so give me some credit anyways oh honey let's so move on sweet. to the next question very last question that's not true <laughs> okay question four slash request i would love to hear you talk about slash elaborate on how hallie's family being so accepting and loving suketu from the start has impacted the both of you especially suketu i will say yes um my family was very excited about you um i remember the first time they met you they thought you were just the nicest guy and, and they course, still think that because yeah they love me so much <laughs> okay kiss ass okay um anyways so i just yeah i do remember the first time that you came over like one thing that i did a lot in high school you know because i was so cool not would have uh i would have a lot of bonfires like during you know the first few months of school when it was still like really nice weather outside and we'd have movie nights like we'd just hang out and have a good time have pizza and so that was kind of how I brought you and that was the first time that you came to my house and I was kind of nervous to ask you because I maybe I kind of liked you maybe I didn't I don't know I didn't know you very well and I don't know how well you knew my other friends coming but you came and I think you talked to my parents like initially like what what was that like no yeah no I was like well I liked you going into it okay <laughs> i like like liked you and so like i was trying to make a good impression on the parents you know you gotta you gotta do the parent you gotta make sure the parents are very much so uh, liking you so then they can be your supporter in them uh, in your significant other liking you as well and so uh yeah no i was i was all i was all up there i was like hey my name's k2 you're gonna be hearing wow. that name a lot more often yeah. around this house <laughs> Well, and of course, too, you know, like my dad was stereotypical dad, very protective of his only daughter. I was 16 at the time very when you guy. were 18. It's not a scary Very guy. scary guy at the time of At meeting. the time, yes. Now you guys are besties. But yeah, no, um, my dad was probably a little more hesitant than my mom. But like my mom, you know, did she hug you? I don't know if she met. I'm pretty probably. positive she did. She was just excited that I think her daughter had a guy that like, you're okay hold on let's just re- go back a little bit you act that, like we were dating at that point no, we were not she was excited that um her daughter was interested in such a good guy who's awesome and is so cool and is good for her daughter i'm sure she knew all that right off the bat meeting she you. did yeah yeah um no but i do remember that um and yeah i mean there was never really there was never a point for me where any of my family was opposed to me being with you i mean they had questions and they were you know open to 
learning more about your culture and everything. And they still, to this day, constantly ask mm -hmm. you so many questions and try and understand things because there is a lot, a lot of differences between our two cultures. Obviously, as you know, hello, welcome to Half Best We have a lot of differences in cultures here. Yeah, we do. But they, I mean, I, you know, like th there really never was a moment where they were like, well, you can't be together. Like we have an issue with this or mm -hmm. they were just excited. I mean, of course they did have not concerns, but they themselves were like, well, like how are the two religions going to work? Or like, how would your weddings work? And like, they had these genuine questions and I understand. Big questions. Yeah. And so I think the, it, it was, it was one thing that we just had to communicate well on, but you know, they were awesome in terms of understanding everything. And it was very easy to work with them. Well, and now even too, you know, after our weddings and everything and, we really got, our families really got close. Um, we started doing a lot more things together, which I think is wonderful because my parents, like, I don't know, our family in general is not like the type, like I was saying earlier, we don't like to do a lot of things. <laughs> like our family doesn't get together that often. Um, so it's pretty big that that's even happening. That mm -hmm. my parents were like, yeah, like down to go to this dinner or this holiday or like they come to certain Indian holidays now like um oh my gosh why am I spacing by beach yeah like they, they came, came to that, to that. like yeah. they get my mom like dresses in an Indian dress and it's beautiful yeah it's very awesome to be able to bring them into our culture so yeah and it's very special um to both of us and it means a lot to both of us that our families get along so well and that they have a good time when they're together and it's just amazing so we hope that any interracial couples listening that you just keep on persisting and keep on trying because love will always win and if you love each yes. other enough and you want it to work then it'll work and this is a good situation the guy that we that, that submitted this um i think his name is mo he uh he submitted this and this is a good situation yeah. there's a lot of people out there who don't get lucky like this and so yeah, but sure. I, I still am so glad that you submitted because a lot of what you explained relates to us and this podcast so well. It does. And we feel like we had to respond to this because yeah. it was such a nicely formed story and included so many important parts of your lives and especially ones that we relate to as well. And we love the questions and we hope that those were able to relate to anybody in this situation or just anybody interested in listening. So thank you so much for submitting your story. And they also said if we're ever in Texas, they're going to have John and chat on them okay <laughs> so we'll hit um, you up we are so glad that you submitted this question um that was the end of it we we do have some comments from the last episode that we wanted to quickly talk about but if you have a question like this and you want to be featured on half past cha make sure you go to www.halfpastcha.com to yes. submit your questions and stories Yes, please do, because we love doing this sort of thing. And it's always really fun for us to make episodes out of this because we think a lot of people can benefit from it. So please, if you do have a story, lots of questions, please send those into us. You can go to the link in any of our bios, I think on YouTube, on Instagram, on TikTok with our link tree. It's got our website. And then that itself has the tab for ask us questions or submit a story. So please take advantage of that facts next i want to move into the questions or no god these aren't questions they're comments comments comments, comments from the last episode yeah. last episode was with liam it was different it was something that we have never done before uh we've had guests on but this was different because liam is not 
in an interracial relationship. He has nothing special going on in his <laughs> life. No, I'm just kidding. He he is somebody that we are really inspired by, and we wanted to get him on just to chat about life and, and how, how everything is going and um, th- talk about things that inspire us. It's always good to uh, have these kinds of conversations, and I'm, I, I'm so glad that um, some of you guys enjoyed the episode. So these are some comments. Well, yeah, and lastly, too, I just want to add on top of that, um, Liam was a great guest that we had and we're so grateful to have had him on. And just like you're saying, he inspires us. We talked about content creation and YouTube and his engagement and so many other things. There are going to be upcoming episodes where we, you know, do have other inspiring guests on and we hope that you give them a warm welcome just like you did Liam. And, you know, this podcast is going in a lot of different directions and we're so excited about it and we're going to, you know, switch it up. Obviously we have so much to talk about within our interracial relationship and different aspects of that. But we do want to have different guests on mm-hmm. that, you know, maybe aren't in that situation. And that's awesome. And we cannot wait. So with that, we're going to talk about some comments comment. from last episode. Here we go. I do agree. This is probably one of the best podcasts I've seen so far. Liam is one of the funniest people I have seen on the internet. His Facts. reels are wild and is exactly the same. And, and he's exactly the same in real life. Yes, he is. Uh, great <laughs> advice at the end. It's all about taking all the opportunities and making connections with lots of people and most importantly gaining experiences and improvement improving is uh very important and needed great episode guys keep it up thank you so much for that comment thank you very much that was an amazing comment it feels good when uh people take notes like while they're listening to the episode because uh it goes to show like these this is actually helping in a way um so thank you so much. Yes, please. We love when you take notes. Do it more. I mean, come on. Yeah, give us a whole book, please. Next <laughs> comment. Cool episode. Your consistency inspires me. I think this was my favorite comment. Best one. Because it is so difficult to be consistent. And when people appreciate that, <sighs> it makes it all worth it. It does. It makes oh my, my heart feel so big and warm and happy. And, you know, it's not easy to consistently put out content. And I think anybody that makes content will tell you that it's really not easy. It's been very hard and been very challenging for us in a variety of ways. And it's been something that we've really grown with and adapted to over almost the year that we've been doing this. Mm-hmm. And we've found that when we are consistently putting out content, then that is when we're doing the best. And we're happy that we're here for you guys each week and that you're here for us. And yeah, I mean, it just, it's, it's really, really special to hear that our consistency and what we're doing here inspires some people. That's just, it means the world to me. The next few comments, Hallie, go ahead and take it away. Love the episodes and the fresh takes with a hilarious guest. Very nice. Yep. He's pretty funny. I know. And see, that's kind of what I was saying a little bit ago about like, we're going to have other inspiring guests and we got some funny, amazing people lined up. You guys, don't you worry. We just hope that you're here and you're going to tune in to every episode that we have and just, you know, have a good time with us. Last comment that I thought this was kind of funny because we did talk about this. We were talking about this with Liam specifically in downtown Indy. I've gotten questioned about filming a video, the One America Tower, and I literally run social media for the Skyline Club, which is in the One America Tower. I was like, I'm just doing my job. (laughs) Yeah, people hate cameras nowadays, I feel like. So you got a hair on your in your beard. That's probably been there this whole time. Um, It's a Sylvie hair, I think. So now that we've made it past the comments, uh, we are to the end. Just a few personal updates. Keep up with 
Hallie's TikTok, everybody. Oh my god, she's gosh. dancing a lot, and I'm trying to keep up. <laughs> what dance did we just um, do? We did Doom, Doom again, Doom again. Yeah, we did. So good. Um, if you guys are interested in learning the dance as well, either watch my TikTok or I can send you the YouTube video tutorial Indian man that helped me learn. <laughs> He spoke in Hindi and I just followed what he was doing. Anyways, follow Hallie's TikTok. Um, we Please are do. also Hallie prepping for season two. Oh. We got we got some stuff coming. I don't want to even talk about it. Okay. I don't want to I want to hype anything up because I want it to be a surprise. Yeah, okay? it's gonna suck. It's gonna suck. It's gonna be <laughs> terrible. Don't look forward to season two, but it's coming. Yeah. Okay. Wink, but do do get excited. In <laughs> case anybody's interested, Sylvie is good. She's alive. <laughs> okay, and healthy. I put Sylvie is good. Um, Sylvie does need to go to the vet and no, you're being doesn't. so stingy and you don't want to take her to get her rabies vaccination. I think of they need to lower the prices. Um, next. I understand that. I understand that. But hold on. Let's just hold hands here for a second. I Sylvie's Sylvie, our baby. And she's going to be taking care of everybody. I am not holding her from the vet. Please don't think that. She needs to go and get her little general examination, <clears throat> maybe get her rabies vaccine. Just get, you know. Just to give you guys a everything. perspective um, on the bill. They charge us for hugs and kisses, ten dollars. Okay? Which that is BS. I see Absolutely. it every time, and I'm just like, "There's no, there's no way." I'm about to. Anyway, I, I don't want to talk about it. Next. Hallie's birthday is coming up, everybody. So the next time oh this episode, gosh. the next episode you see will be Hallie's birthday is already passed, and oh. that means Hallie's going to be a full year older. She's going to be twenty five. Uh. She's going to be an old lady, closer to thirty. Uh, okay, I'm just going to say what? that she's thirty. You know what? As old as I am, I'll never be as old as you. So eat that. Whatever. But I mean, yeah, as my birthday is coming up, I've really been doing some reflecting. And 2023 is arguably, besides 2021, when we got married and built our house, 2023 has been the biggest year of our lives. And it's been one of the best years. And I'm so thankful for everything that we've learned and had happen. And so many things that have just helped us grow. I mean, like this podcast, for example... I don't know that I can even go back and watch the first few episodes because I've learned so much from oh my them God. and both of us are just, I can't even watch the podcast that we didn't have mics for. Oh, like man. I didn't realize how big of a difference this would make. Oh my gosh. Look, this was us a few weeks ago. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Just excited for my birthday. It's birth week. Birth week is commencing Monday when this podcast episode comes out. So guys, get ready to follow along. We're going to have some crazy stuff on social media. Facts. All right. Just a reminder, make sure you, uh, if you like the story that we covered and you want to submit your own, we've said it a thousand times, make sure you visit our website, www.halfpastchat.com. And on there, you'll be able to submit. Um, but Hallie did update it. There's a few more things on there. Uh, we will continue to make that site better and more robust. I love making websites, everybody. Hallie does a lot of the work, though. Maybe that's part of the changes coming. So, Website you know, wink, changes. wink. Um, we're almost at the end of the year. That means season two is coming out. and Maybe it's going to suck, but, you know, who knows? That's crazy that season two is coming out next year is 2024. Four years since 2020. Can anybody believe that? Because I can't. We love you all, okay? And so I want to be, I want you all to be very excited for what is coming. It's only going to be bigger and better. Okay. Just trust. Just trust. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and we will see you guys next time at half past cha for the last episode of 2023. We love you guys. 
That was great. Such a great episode. I know. I really was feeling myself in that one. Clap, 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 clap. For the people who made it to the end, make sure you say you're in the deep end, mother truckers. All right. Um, I've never tried this. It is Barlegy Royale. There's a okay. very big difference, supposedly, um, so we had to find out for ourselves. Never had it before, so I'm going to try it. You know you know how it is. You know how it be. Wait, can we do it at the same time? Yeah. Okay. So you get, holy mother of God, these are big. Those are so big. Dude, this is about to be damn fire. Look at this. Look at these mother truckers with a fire stick. Look at these. Like nutty. Okay, here we go. That's good. That's good. That's too much time. Oh my god. Okay, wow. Um there's oh my just god. so much more cookie there. I like these because they're bigger. I'm just gonna say it. Size matters. Yes, it does. 